Ludis introducing the original blood clad podcast not PS. Soothing semantic. Special dedication all the way from New York. Boom! Yeah man, SWT semantic. Yeah me know. Boom! Soothing semantic. Yeah me know. Big up to the man. Soothing semantic. Guys, I am your host, Rafi Pinsky. This is Soothing Semantics. As you already know, subscribe, like, share, and you can also support the podcast at uh, with Anchor, which would be greatly appreciated. Today, we have Mr. Benitez, Josh Benitez, on the show. Josh is a colleague of mine, a fellow yes, realtor, sir. sells properties, makes about 200 thousand million pesos every single year it's a good amount of money back in mexico it is right i i have no idea dude. Your, your family appreciates the money you send back all the time dude you demand it's a monthly automatic pay. do you have do you have family in mexico still yeah yeah um i mean i i do i mean technically i wasn't born in mexico but okay. yeah they're like from fucking poorest of the poor bro does yeah. your family send them cash how does that work no one sends anyone cash, dude. It's uh, not an unheard of thing, dude. I know people that do it. I know, I know. A lot of Spanish people do that. Not the um, family. The you guys. I think my dad does, for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, dude, like, they live in, uh, it's a place called Guadalajara, Morelos. I've heard, I've heard of it. Okay. Yeah, so it's like, recently, like, a bunch of gangsters are up there, and uh, it's crazy shit. I was there, like, five years ago, and... Uh, just like you know visiting family and whatnot and yeah it's it's tough bro but um yeah that's mexico for you dude that's crazy stuff okay (laughs) so now more about the real estate game dude um as i mentioned a few moments ago josh is a colleague of mine with, with keller williams and we've become good friends absolutely a lot of we have fun times meeting in the kitchen just have it. What are you eating, dude? Oh, what are you eating? And you're eating random pieces of lettuce with like dressing from Whole Foods. True. Or you have um, your dried um, your dried what do you call I it? Yeah, a weird diet. You do. Uh, you do. I don't dry. know how you do. It's not dried I mean, chickpeas, right? Dried chickpeas. Those They're are good, so by good, the way. Bro. I was not. I like so I like hummus a lot. Hummus, as we call it, uh, which is chick made out of chickpeas. So I like chickpeas, but I didn't know that dried chickpea snacks would be good. Dude. It's they're good the stuff. best. Yeah, they're, they're good. They're pretty good. And they're pretty healthy. Yeah, it's not the kind of thing I could eat all the time because it's not that amazing. But it's a it's a very unexpectedly good snack. I wouldn't yeah. expect it to be that good. Yeah, no, it's 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 pretty good, bro. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So as far as being a realtor goes, what? First off, how long have you been in the business? Uh, I got my license back in 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, while I was in college and uh, the reason why I got my license is because I went to a seminar right I don't know if you heard of fortune builders before I haven't gotcha so they like sort of market themselves on like the radio this was back in 2015 or 2016 Mm -hmm. and um, they uh, they sort of promote hey come to the seminar you go to the seminar trying to learn how to wholesale or invest in real estate. And I was like 18 at the time. And uh, so me and my dad went, 
we spent like uh we invested uh, i think it was fifty thousand dollars to the program to to learn you say 50 50 50k bro 50k and what do you get for a 50k value well they teach you the system of how to wholesale and whatnot um you don't actually do you put is, does any of that 50k go into the properties that you'd be buying no you just learn it's think about it buying that's, bro, that's the a college tuition system huh that's like a college tuition what do you it is. what what are you getting for 50,000 specific think about it as a mcdonald's system for flipping or wholesaling properties okay how long did you in how long of a period of time did you spend that $50,000 dude it was a one time shot like we ranked up our credit cards me and my dad and uh hold up you literally just gave them 50k yeah to get the system but again this is sort of the story like whoa, whoa, whoa. to the mind boggle okay yeah it's it was a lot of money bro and was it worth it i i would say that um it, it's worth it to some people but if you don't have the right pro or the right mindset going in like you're not gonna do it just like in real estate you know mm. you walk in you become a realtor. Some realtors, as you know it, don't have the skill or the system or the mindset to to actually do the consistent work that you need. So some people make it and others don't. So, and I was 18, dude. I like I had you had uh, 50k to oh, so you split it in half. Your dad covered most. Yeah, of it. exactly. So you had I 25k to throw down at 18. That's a considerable amount I of money. I think he covered like 80. percent I covered the. Re- I don't really remember. Yeah. Okay. Because like 50, 25k. A lot of 18 year olds don't have that money. I didn't, dude. That's why I wow. told you. I had yeah, to so he it put up. down. He put down 80. percent Okay. Yeah. So that being said, um, yeah, man, it, it really didn't go anywhere. But it was an opening to become a realtor because during that process, they're like, you know, in order to find deals, you have to get your real estate license so you can get access to the MLS or find a realtor. Dude, like at 18, you know, you just invested 20K. And I was in the mindset of like, I was very insecure with myself, like very low self-esteem, not knowing what to do and with my life. And... um so it really we we failed miserably like we didn't even do one deal so yeah it was tough but during that transition like you start learning about personal development in in some weird way where you're like start investing your into yourself reading books learning that you can actually control your mind and um and that's sort of where the personal development started but it was a 50k investment for me so it was a lot it was a lot but i'm i'm very grateful for it for the fuck up that i did that's very accurate <laughs> yeah dude i mean you have to fail forward though yeah that's like the thing because most people just want to do what's safe it's so much easier yeah so i mean then after that i um i connected with a guy named jalal the mm-hmm. uh, king of miami real estate yeah i heard of this guy i've been really hearing about this guy lately yeah so he um i i sort of like he was in the game already here in south florida i was in orlando at this time during college okay and um yeah just went over there i was working i worked with him for like three months to to get an idea to, what was he doing he was gonna hire you as a realtor he has a brokerage no or? no he was a wholesaler okay okay so he still does that primarily I believe so. I'm not too okay. sure. Okay. I kind of lost connection with him. 
but um yeah he's a beast dude straight up beast like uh i learned a lot within those three months where the guy is like super focused you get on the phones 9 to like 8 p.m just banging and hand dialing too just not like calling non-stop just to eat drink take a fucking piss and uh and get on 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 lunch and and the cool part is that he did the same thing i mean the guy's a millionaire by now you know but he he was calling when you were working with him he was calling non-stop day after day after day um yeah yeah and he had two other guys besides and he was manually calling yeah why didn't you use a dialer he had money when you met him didn't he um you know what dude i have no idea dude i mean i before real estate i was manually calling as well mm-hmm. i was just dialing the number the oh no, is- actually no i wasn't i had google voice you heard of google voice yeah yeah so i was doing that but that's still not as efficient as a dialer a dialer well, is like yeah it's because you're not like calling expireds <clears throat> for sub by owners like just listed just sold you're calling a specific list where you scrub the data from the county records to find out like where the foreclosures information of the client or potential okay. clients are then you have to scrub it and then you in the he had a guy put an excel sheet one by one by one wow yeah but um so i don't know if you could upload it to a dialer you probably could but i don't know man the guy was very frugal at the beginning because think about it you have three guys making calls that's three dollars that's what four hundred dollars a month that you have to spend when the system of having three guys handling free you don't have to pay anything besides provide the leads and it's showing results what why was, are you going to change that i hear you but what was he offering you what what was your game 25 percent of the uh of the, the flip no no of the uh of the com- profit of, well, of, like so if it was five thousand dollar profit i would get a thousand how much work did you have to put in? You just had to bring in the client on the phone. And he took it. Took well, it in my first in the three months, I only made one thousand dollars. In three months, you made a grand. In, but I've never cold called before. I've never. No, I hear that. But what meaning? How much work did you have to put in to make that twenty five percent? A lot, dude. I was literally every day for ninety days, nine a.m. No, aside from the calling, though, Bob picks up. You talked about. Oh, that's it. You just booked the appointment. You're like an appointment booker. So, okay, and then he handles the rest. Jalal takes Correct. it from there. So you're like an inside sales agent. So it's a lot of tedious work, meaning the work is hourly. You're spending a lot of time, yeah. but you're not doing anything so difficult as far as like negotiating, listing appointments. You get what I'm saying? It's not no. really that skillful as much as it is time over task, doing it again and again and again and again and again and again. Yeah, in a way. Um, Take some level of skill. There's a lot of people who can't some level of skill on how to handle objections. And that's how really just, you know it, man. It's just doing repetitious boredom and doing it over and over again. I love and when Lee said that to me. When he said repetitious boredom, it, it clicked perfectly with me. I said that's yeah. a perfect way to describe it. So basically repetitious boredom is exactly what it sounds like. It's the concept of doing something that isn't necessarily interesting whatsoever, like calling people, but you become accustomed and you kind of learn to appreciate what that means. And because when you see business people, when you see successful entrepreneurs 
on social media, you see all the flashy things, or even if they aren't the flashy kind of entrepreneur like Gary Vaynerchuk, they're successful. You see the success in front of your eyes. What you don't see are the years and years and years of time they spent doing things that nobody would find interesting that led them, you know, like Aaron Novello always says, it's what you do, something about what you do in public, he always says this, and I, I can't remember what the full thing, oh, you were rewarded, no, I got it, I got it, you were rewarded in, in public for what you practice in private, for what mm. you do in private. So true, man. And that just speaks volumes to me. It's, it's the truest yeah. thing. You, yeah. you, no one sees the hours at your desk where it's quiet. There's nothing f- fancy, fabulous happening. Mm-mm. But all that time spent, if you do it right and you do it consistently, it eventually allows you to you know, show, show all that. It's a momentum worth. effect, man. It's yeah. like, um, you know, that's why most people don't, achieve at a high level because they it's kind of like the, I, I don't know if you heard this book mastery i don't know the author but it was referred by our novello and he talked it talks about a a guy i think he he um it's been a while since i read it but i got the gist of it a, a gentleman who who's just focused on jujitsu and he's trying to rank up on you know belts and whatnot but uh, most of the people don't get to a certain level or pass a certain level because they're not willing to go through the consistent, repetitious boredom of learning the skill of how to take someone down or, or whatever um, at a high level. And, and, you know, they stop going to the jiu-jitsu games or whatever they call it, uh, the, the dojo. Yeah. Because um, yeah, Every, everyone wants to be a black belt right when they walk into the gate. It's like, yeah. Do you have to do the boring shit? I don't personally, I wouldn't find it boring. You have to enjoy that sort of thing. But it's the, you're doing the same technique. You can be doing that same throw. Over and over. over, Exactly. Just over and over and over again. And for a lot of people, they're like, I'm tired of this throw. You have to perfect it in order. You have to do certain things and do it for a long enough time to be deserving of that next belt. So, I don't know. For me, though, I, I... of course, there are moments, bro, like everybody, where you're in the office and you're like, oh, fuck. And that's normal. It's normal, it's... but the key is that you understand that there's a, the light at the end of the tunnel. You know what I yeah. mean? Where eventually, you, eventually you'll be in a position, if you do it right, where even if you're still doing those calls, you've gotten so much better at them that it's so much more of an enjoyable experience. Yeah. Where you take an Aaron Novello, for instance, I'm, already, I'm definitely not even close to there at that level. But when I make phone calls and I get on the phone with somebody... It's a lot of the time it's very smooth. It might not get me the the success I need from it, but I'm very comfortable on mm-hmm. the phone. You know, whereas a lot of people to even make a phone call to a random stranger mm-hmm. is like heart wrenching. They're like, yeah. "Oh my god, again, what do I yeah. say?" You know? Yeah, and that's how it was for me to, at the beginning. You know, it's kind of like a new new skill, and what you're not aware of or not known, or it's kind of like dark for you. You know, it's gonna be there's gonna be fear in there. It's very understandable. It's just funny because I can't even look back. Like, I'm so used to it because I've made so many calls. Yeah. I see sometimes the new recruits, they literally just sit in these cubicles in front of us (laughs) and they're chatting with each other for hours because they're avoiding the the inevitable. They know they have to eventually make those calls, but they're... They just mentally want to be in that comfort, comfortable state of mind where oh, let me just talk to my colleagues, my new colleagues, because we're we're all in that same beginning stage of suffering right. where we don't want to do it, 
So let's just kind of push it off for right. later. I mean, the thing is that in their mind, there's more pain on making the call than and and less pain talking to them because it's like not really instant gratification as you know it's a 90 day cycle at, at at least so whatever like whatever activities you do today you're doing it for the next 90 to 122 and you won't see anything for 90 days like it's crazy bro it's fucking insane how that shit works you know yeah. and at the beginning I, like when you start or, or when I, I when i started at least i wasn't aware of this like you have to really get into people like Aaron Novello, um the morales guy mm-hmm. and mike ferry and whoever that are actually succeeding at a high level um or else dude like you'll go into mom and pop brokerages or you know big brokerages but they won't really teach you or help you understand what it really means to to be a realtor you know without a doubt because they also don't give you those reality checks when you don't have the proper guidance you think what you're doing is fine until you have somebody that's at so much of a higher level than you check you Mm -hmm. and help you realize that dude you are not anywhere near where you want to be even if you have the right attitude about it you're not necessarily doing the right things you're just unaware of what you need to do right and they're like hello yeah wait a minute bro yeah like you have the right attitude about it but there are some there are a list of things that you need to start doing if you want to see those results and that's the thing it's first you have to have the right attitude the right mindset and usually when you have that is when people or, or whenever you approach like uh, a, a gentleman like Air Novello or someone who's selling at a high level, you can take a little bit of their time because if they don't see that or if they don't feel that energy from you versus someone who like, you know, highly successful people can feel that energy if someone's going to be successful or not. Right. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. It, I'm not highly successful yet, but I can totally smell the difference between yeah. a highly successful person. In, and In like 15 seconds. Right away. Yeah. They'll smell if you're, bs or or trying to fucking work right that's a question <laughs> you know so it's right. very interesting so like getting connected with those people uh, because the first two years in my career like my first year i told you when we weren't filming but uh i made like 22 grand and uh those those uh the 22 grand i was the reason why i did so little is because i was chasing fucking butterflies i was chasing trying to do everything at once you know like doing open houses and i wasn't consistent doing open houses mm-hmm. like i would do one open house one month and then i would do an open house in 30 i mean in uh in 90 days from then and i was like why the fuck isn't this working and i didn't know that follow-up was so important like 70 percent of your business comes from follow-up mm-hmm. so it, it's all that stuff like you just have to hit your fucking head against the wall or find someone that would avoid you getting or going through that process and just like guide you. Right. You know? So you're saying kind of learning from their mistakes so it becomes more efficient. Yeah. Learning yeah. from their mistakes or, or fucking up because I feel like when you fuck up by on, on your own and like, here's the thing with me, man. Like, uh, like for example, I... Lee, you know Lee Mm -hmm. Rosa, he's beast, team leader of our office. Like, he tells me certain things, but then my ego's like, maybe I can do it somewhere somewhere different, something different. And then I try it, it doesn't fucking work. 
then I tried again, different approach, then it doesn't work. So I'm like, what am I doing? Like Lee told me how to go. And then you stop hitting yourself against the wall and, and you already have that pain mm -hmm. that it didn't work the way you did it. So you just follow someone who actually knew what they were talking about, but your ego got in the way right? to listen at sure. the time. Does think, that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I, I would say there's nothing wrong with trying something being innovative, mm -hmm. but it really has to make sense. Yeah. You know, because where would we be if everyone just followed what, meaning there's the concept of if it's broke, don't fix it. Mm -hmm. If it's not broke, don't fix it. But there's also the idea of just because it's not broken doesn't mean that's the best way. Right. So like, it's funny how people always say that, but I'm like, okay, but what about the Elon Musks of the world? Or even, not even to that extremity, but what if uh, something at a simpler level, there's always innovation. There's always somebody that, that, that checks the status quo and says, there might be a better way. So even yeah. Aaron Novello, I, I, for the most part, will do and will, will listen to pretty much everything he says real estate-wise because I'm not in a position no. to really say otherwise. Because you have to learn your foundations first. Yes. So once I'm in the business for several years and I develop my own skills and the skills that I developed, some of them might actually be better, at least for me, than what Aaron's taught me. And I've put both into practice and mine pr proved to be better for me personally right. that I'm going to go with that. Right. But for me as a newer agent to go and just by default say, eh, Aaron said I'm not going to do it. Yeah, that's yeah. stupid. No, I agree with you, man. I think especially, yeah. especially, I don't know, there's like, a. I remember us talking about this. There's a specific graph that Keller William teaches you, which is you, you can't build the business on creativity and then foundation, right? Because then the triangle is like opposite. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm I remember to, seeing this, yeah. So it's foundation first, then you create a create, uh, be creative with your business or, or how you approach. Like so, the foundation is doing the activity, setting appointments, making the calls, negotiating contracts, going on appointments, and uh, what else? Um, I'm missing one. I'm not sure. Yeah, honest. well making calls going on appointments negotiating contracts negotiating contracts and what else going on appointments follow-up's not one of them follow-up yes okay. follow-up and go on appointment well i totally butchered that but it's, it's all, all good, good. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good um yeah so going going to that it's like you build that foundation and once you start building momentum is like hey how can i make this system a little bit better to get better results and then you track it and whatnot not a lot not a lot of people get to that position because sure. they, they get stuck on not knowing the foundation trying to be creative you know what i think it is well you know what i think people get creative because they're trying to find an easy way out the magic bullet that's the it's the creativity of i don't want to do the calls i don't want to do i don't do door knocking but i i don't want to do this i don't want to do this i don't want to do this i want so let me find my own cheat yeah. So I can avoid all of this foundational work. So I can just find exactly the magic bullet, like you said. The reality is, dude, what I'm realizing, the more I do this, and, and Aaron even says it. Aaron says, don't get too lost in systems. He says, systems are very important. He said, yeah. you want to have definitely a strong level of systems, but you can't get caught up 
in 50 million different intricate systems. You have to realize at the end of the day that lead generation is what really makes a difference. You have to do those uncomfortable things you don't want to do. Everyone right. gets lost in all the systems. I have this website. Blah, blah, blah. You have to call people, bro. Yeah. You have to lead generate. However you lead generate, you have to lead generate. Because you can have as many systems as you want, but if you have two people in your pipeline, the fuck's the point? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But no, it's, it's, it's just like, it's interesting though because I, I've... I realize that I see, like, and the some... majority of people are stuck in that, unfortunately, because it's the easy. Thing exactly, because they think that's it'll 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 be automated. Like, if I have all these fancy schmancy websites and I pay seven hundred dollars for them, they'll bring me clients by themselves. Especially because right. you have all these these uh, scammy marketing sites that target realtors. Like, what are you making cold calls? What are you from the twenties? You gotta get this new system I have. It's and, like, but the thing is that those things work, but you need the skill to convert that person that you're mm -hmm. talking to, make them feel comfortable with you, and being able to, the result of that, booking an appointment, meeting with them, showing value, right? Like getting leads is inbound leads from those, like you can do it on your own, like Facebook or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's the process of nurturing, adding value. Are they ready to meet with you? Are they not ready to meet? If they're not ready to meet with you, what do you do? But I, I think it all comes down to, to skills. Yeah, it's sure. so important. Practicing time over task over time, as I say. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really... And I, yeah, and I, love, uh, I love this new program I showed you today, HomeBot. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, so anybody, hopefully, who I have the pleasure of working with in the near or later future, um, I'll definitely show you what HomeBot is. Well, so I'll give you a little briefing. HomeBot is essentially a platform which is 25 a month for realtors. I think they have also uh, uh, larger plans for more clients, etc. But essentially, you partner up. If you're a realtor, you partner up with a mortgage lender, primary mortgage lender, somebody you're, you're happy to work with, and it creates a system for either homeowners or buyers where you what you remember how it kind of works yeah but essentially if you're a homeowner every single month once a month you get an automated email with the average price on your house there's also there's kind of the highest price a median price and a low price yeah. and you can decide what makes the most sense obviously as a realtor you'd want to do a standard cma a standard analysis as well but this gives you a very detailed email somebody who's analytical if you have an analytical client who wants to see numbers who wants to see graphs who wants things broken down it's a very very well done system and they get it every month which for follow-up is crucial because most realtors aren't following up so if you have that system in place it is extremely important and it, truthfully in any business people like neglect this people think in sales is the only business that really requires follow-up but if you look at any successful business they all have their forms of follow-up. They all have their emails. They're, <coughs> excuse me, they're giving awards. They're giving, you know, oh, sign up now and get this free yada yada. They're all promoting. They have different ways of promoting their business by keeping in touch and sending out either newsletters, things in the mail, yeah. uh, commercials on TV. This is all a way of saying, come back to our company. Our company is the company to work no. with or, or to be or to, or to consume our products right. or whatever it is. Yeah, like most businesses, there's two types of attracting clients: either, you know, spending money. Uh, it's it's uh, sort of laying hooks everywhere and get being top of mind. And then there's the other side where not a lot of businesses do. 
which is going out there getting rolling up your sleeves and going face to face with people talking to them in person very interesting yeah dude it's it's just uh i feel like i've been repetitive about this subject on a few of my episodes but it's so the the concept of the long-term effects of of putting in the work now so you can get what you want out of it later because it takes a level of self-confidence a strong level of self-confidence to believe that those hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of time spent where you don't see results will pan out in the long run because people most people are going to look at that and say well how the hell do i know this is going to work so there's a level of having a coach is key Mm -hmm. being around people who are successful is key because if you're doing what they're doing and it's working for them it's most likely going to work for you you just have to follow what they do and if certain things aren't working, then you tweak it. Yeah. You slightly tweak it to your advantage to make it work for you personally. But you have to do it again and yeah. again and again. Most people are like, bro, what is this going to take, five years? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like this damn thing I'm doing right now. That's true, but you better man. believe I'm not quitting. Yeah. <laughs> Hell no. It's true, man. It's true. It is, like, man. It's, it's like looking back is like, dude, I only made, I invested 50 fucking thousand dollars to start. And in, in, in sort of by accident became a realtor because I didn't know what a realtor was. Then in my business as a realtor, I only made 20K my first year. Then my second year, I think I made like 45K. And it's like, dude, is it even worth it? Like those two years, I was like, thank God I'm young, right? And, I had a lot to learn at the time about myself. Well, how old are you? So people know. Oh, I'm 24 now. Right. So I started when I was uh, 20. Right. Yeah. So, and then I joined Lee's team and that's where things changed for me a hundred percent. Like the activities that I was doing for those two years were like, I was, I was acting on a day-to-day basis with the wrong mindset, with the wrong day-to-day activity. And with the wrong skills. What do you think changed from... How long were you... Before you joined Lee, how long were you by yourself or without Lee? Like before, Two years. Okay, so... Two years. What are some of the key things, key components to, to, to your business that absolutely just took a change for the better since you started working with him? My skills. Okay, so My what are some skills. examples? Like, go into detail. Like, uh, how to provide value to uh, someone that you're meeting like listening instead of talking, right? Once you, like the prospect or the client, I should say, the the person that you're trying to do business with, they're going to tell you what they are looking for if you really just shut the fuck up and listen. <laughs> right. It's so, it's so crazy. But in the first two years, you know, I was trying to sell hard, like fucking go at it. You want to come off as perfect. You want them to think that you're such a pro. Yeah, like your ego gets. Aaron said this, dude. Aaron's mm-hmm. like, you have to stop telling people about how good you are. Exactly. People don't give a shit. They don't. Give you a need shit. to stop telling people how I'm the, the best in the business. And yeah, he always t- he always loves doing that. He yeah. does that exact like. He's like, but I sell two hundred thousand homes a year. It's like <laughs> people are like people. He's like, you know, what people say, so they ex- what? They expect that. Well, it's not a matter of expectation. It's a matter of, it's also the, I think the reverse psychology of if you're trying so hard to claim you're the best, people you're are probably, probably going to assume that you aren't because so the true, business, right? the business would show itself. Meaning yeah. if you have an Instagram page and you have a bunch of closed deals on your page, it's pretty evident that business is happening as opposed to you 
putting up stories on your Instagram and saying, by the way, guys, just want to let you know that I close all the time. Yeah. People are going to say, wonderful. We don't see anything. Right. There's really no proof of that whatsoever. I, th- I think, like, for example, if, since we're bringing up Aaron Novello, like the mm. moment you hear him talk, like, you know he's mastered or he's done this 10 million, like... Just from the way he speaks. Thousands, just from yeah, the way the he way speaks. He, the way he speaks himself. It's, so, like, when you're doing, when you're interacting with someone, like, they can tell in an instant if you're bullshitting you. If you're if you're bullshitting them or not, like you have to be completely transparent and going back is like you have to ask the right questions to find out what their motivation is and to be able to help them self-discover what the right approach is in order for them to achieve what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, that's a skill that I think most realtors don't take the time to, to sort of slow down learn about sales because the majority of the people that come into real estate is like wow everyone's making a lot of money when in reality they're not but um but they come in with this false expectation that things are just gonna fucking fall out of the sky which it happened to me too that's what but that's you know what's funny that's not just a real estate thing it happens to happen more i think more in sales because of the commission concept Mm mm-hmm but in general, people are very easily sold on the get-rich-quick concept. You see it all over YouTube ads. Mm-hmm. This is not another one of those ads. Yes, it fucking <laughs> is, Jerry. You know what I mean? Like, Just bear with me for 30 seconds, and I'll show you how you can make $500 million dollars. dollars. Like, okay, all right, bro. That is so funny. And people funny. click on it. And, and, yeah. but, but they go through the same cycle of they try it, they think it's going to work because this guy's really good at selling them. He's not even that good at selling them. I think it's, it's total bullshit, but people buy into it. It's uh, do this thing, this program, e-commerce. Any of the e- – there's nothing wrong with e-commerce. People make a killing for me. It's of not, the, it's not, the, the, it's not the, the business itself. It's the idea that just pay me. I will show you how to make the money. You don't have to do anything else. It's yeah. this idea that don't work, just give me money, and I will show you how you can become rich. Right. Wow, I'm working at Wendy's now. This guy is the answer to my problems? Yeah. No idiot. Yeah. He's and the answer to taking your money knowing that the, the likelihood is that you're not going to do shit and he's going to make money. It's the same with a gym membership. It's the same yeah. concept. Most people go to the gym for a very short period of time. They go for the winter months. They quit. They don't go anymore. The gym still makes their money, and that's it. Yeah, I, I think the majority of the people that have memberships don't go to gyms. One hundred percent. Because if bro, if everyone that had memberships went to the gym, say LA Fitness right here, if every single person with a membership went, the gym would be packed at all hours of the day. Like it would be horrible. Sure. Certain hours are always going to be crowded, like right, evenings, space. which is why I never really go during the evenings. But primarily dude like most of the day especially like mornings mm-hmm. it's empty i think it's empty for two reasons first off most people hate waking up early and their most gym membership holders don't actually work yeah. out that's true bro that's true. most people just don't do the things they need to do you know what i mean they don't keep the word to themselves yeah that's another aaron thing we can go all day yeah bro. Hey, but it, it's the reality dude yeah, like yeah. it's like it's not just about real estate and that's what i'm saying like you have to work on yourself first right before you get into anything like fucking car sales it's the same skill it's the same skill as running a, sh- a business anything it's like first 
keep your word to yourself. Second, be consistent. Third, add value to people, solve problems, and you'll make money. Mm -hmm. it's, it, it's easy to say, but it takes time over tasks in order to do that. At a certain point, though, it does get easy. For instance, like, right. After you know, like the realtors have been doing it long enough. For them, it is, it is easy. Because it's a normal but, thing for them. Yes, right? because their brain has become subconsciously tuned or accustomed yeah. to those tasks. Mm -hmm. So for them, it's A, B, C, D, E, F, G. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Okay. Their brain just boom, 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 boom. But the, the, the amount of time they had to spend to be able to put themselves in a mental space. In autopilot. In auto, yeah, perfect. In autopilot to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G effortlessly and seamlessly took so much time. Mm -hmm. But people who are brand new, they step in and go, Wow, bro, he goes to he goes from A to F or A to Z so fast. How can I do go to A? Well, you got to put in the time that that dude put, or that yeah. woman put in. And we shouldn't just say dudes here because there are count, so many women. It's probably that more are, women in real estate that are crushing it. I don't, I don't know. know the stats, but I wouldn't be surprised. Me, wouldn't I don't be know surprised. The stats either, there are so many women killed. If like, if by the way, if anyone wanted, wants to talk about like inequality in business, real estate is not the business to talk about that yeah. because. I don't know stats, but I I have I have seen and come across so many successful women in real estate mm -hmm. that I mean, if if you want to talk about that conversation, they're I don't think it exists in real estate. Yeah, and you they're know? good business people too. Yeah, I mean, in order in order to be uh, a successful realtor, it's simple. I mean, it's simple but not easy. I don't know if that makes sense. Doesn't it go the other way around? No, that's how it goes, right? Simple, simple, but not. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the that's Gary Keller's concept, right? I don't know. I, I don't think know. it's Lee's. I don't no, know. I, no. I might come but... from someone else, but ultimately, it's Keller Williams is very into that. But yeah, I mean, it's it basically is the idea that I'm just kind of speaking to the whoever's listening, but it's it's the idea that it is the idea that. Once you know what you need to do, it's not that complicated. Yeah. It's not a complicated thing, but the idea is that it's hard to stick to those right. rules and whatever. What do you, what do you think about like this whole thing that <clears throat> in the next couple of years realtors are going to go away? Who's saying that? People, I mean, I'm, I think it's just like the whole like everyone's like, oh my god, Zillow is trying to take over the fucking so real estate uh, so again, Aaron talks about Amazon this. So Aaron talks about this. Aaron says that listing agents will always be required, will always be a need. There will always be a need for listing agents. Listing agents are, are represent the seller because listing agent, uh, being a listing agent is a skilled position. You can't, there's no company, as far as from what I understand from the explanation that Aaron gave, which makes perfect sense, there's no kind of AI, artificial intelligence that can beat that personal experience of a listing agent meeting with a client and helping sell their house. Yeah. A buyer's agent is a different story because a buyer, with a buyer's agent, you can create a strong enough technology potentially. And even then, I don't think it com you can completely get rid of it. Um, but you have these, uh, you have like the, the pay as you, not the pay as you go, but the, the, the one-time payment listing things. You know what I'm saying? Like you put it on the MLS, oh, the, yeah, the seller pays it, the flat order. fee broker, whatever. Ultimately, I don't. I, I think realtors will, will aren't going anywhere. It's all about adapting, man. Anyone yeah. who's a very successful realtor now, 
they're not worried about that no it, they're it, gonna that's su- the thing dude the majority of the people that are the only people who worry about yeah. it are people who aren't producing right anyone who's producing at a high level is gonna always have clients who are and you know why them. they're not producing because they're worried investing time on worrying who's gonna chasing take butterflies shit. chasing butterflies like you i love that by the way I, I we really got into a lot of Aaron because Aaron is has really been like been teaching me a lot of a lot of things lately, and he he's like there's enough business for everybody. There is. You have to have an abundance mindset with, in life in general. You have to have this idea that there's enough for you. People are always people are always nervous. Oh, but they're stealing our business. They're stealing our jobs. If you have an, a, a mindset of there's enough for me, I have to go out and get it. There will be enough for you. It's all a matter of your of your attitude. So hey, I, it's quite so frankly, crazy. it's just a shit attitude. People are so there isn't enough for you because you haven't created enough for you. Boom. There's that's, like we're in it. America. I mean, like there's so much money to go around. Yeah, bro. Like I, I lived in so much business to go around. Yeah. What was yeah, that? Like I lived in South America. I lived in Honduras, but I'm not Honduran. Like I used to live in an orphanage because my dad uh, used to work for or works for a nonprofit organization where he sends like in-kind donations to haiti guatemala Mm -hmm. specific places but he used to be a director of an orphanage so i used to live with 500 orphans in honduras wow yeah and uh, bro did you ever tell me about this i don't think so i did it i don't think so well you randomly pulled this out of your ass now no but it's kind of going back to like i remember This this is very cool okay yeah, so I remember, like, going up to the city, and, like, dude, it, there was, like, this place where, um, where there's, like, trash mountain. People, they're living inside the trash mountain, and it smelled like shit, and me and my dad used to go up, feed, uh, or, like, feed the poor over there, and um, what I'm trying to say is people that come from immigrants, like, Israel low poverty they come into this country and it's so crazy because they come into this country because of the opportunity that they see like they think coming here working their ass off some people others think that money grows on trees here but at some people with the right approach they come here and they they're like dude like they will die for this shit and i think that's the mindset that you need in order to succeed in anything Mm -hmm. It's like you can't breathe without like hustling and like making shit happen. And dude, that's one thing that my, my dad definitely taught me on that for it's sure. Amazing, dude. I don't, the more you do it also, like the more you, I'm reading this book, Winning by Tim Grover. You should check it out, dude. It's been, it's, it's that's been, a different one from Relentless, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's one of his other books. So for whoever doesn't know, Tim Grover trained Michael Jordan, Dwayne Wade and many others. He, He's an extremely uh, successful coach, and he has a new book that came out called Winning. You guys should check it out. And he talks about what it takes to become a winner and what the psychology of a winner is um, and why it's so important to, to win in life. It just He gives like the really cold, hard, hard truth about it. I love what he writes. Truthfully, some, what, of, it's, some of it's repetitive, okay. as a lot of books are in this kind of rel- you know, realm of personal book, development, personal yeah. development books. They kind of tend to go in circles, but... It's not, I don't look at it that way. I just see it as he's, he's explaining it in different ways and trying to really drill it into your head. 
Um, but and it's he, the same foundations in every book. Yes, because it all comes down to like the same shit. <laughs> like, what do you hear all the time, right? Like consistency. Yeah. Confidence. Uh, you know, and that's just those two are like a massive percentage. Adding of value. Blah, blah, blah. Well, in business. But. Right. I mean, it's just like putting the time in, putting your head down and working, you know? Yeah. Also, when, when Einstein talks about insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Yeah. So understanding how, yes, you have to continue to do many things day in and day out, but also have the foresight and the, the intelligence to see when something isn't working out, it might, maybe it needs to be changed a bit. Mm-hmm. So it's important to be a coachable person. Yeah. And sometimes I'm guilty of not being the best at that. But Dude, I don't think I was coachable for my first two years. Yeah. I, keep doing, I kept doing the same shit over and over and over and over. But uh, kind of circling back, like when I joined Lee and, and Ralph's team, mm-hmm. and just so everyone knows, like Lee is partners with Ralph, and it's a team in our brokerage. Right. Um, I joined their team and uh, it's so interesting, bro. Like when you join someone who's doing stuff at a high level, like it just expands your mind and how they and how the reality of the business is. It's kind of I feel like I'm going in circles, but just to to speak your mind, bro. Yeah, it's it's like um, like I you like. As an agent, when you walk in, yeah, you learn at maybe the first couple of years, maybe the first couple months, like you have to lead generate. But after lead generation, how do you add value to the client? How do you help them self-discover which route is best? Like from contract to close, like that's the hard part, I would say. That's you actually playing realtor of how to solve. Like if some shit hits the fan, during the inspection period how do you present it's it it's my favorite part by the way like i part of me wishes it was always a smooth transaction but i know that a it's impossible for that to work that way yeah. and b when you do when it's inevitable that you are going through difficulty in a deal if you want that deal to continue to work because you know that obviously you want your client to be happy right but also let's be very real here you it's business right you want 100%. your profit you want it to work so when you see that this is this deal is is you're, it's able to be figured out, you just have to really think outside the box and come up with ideas of what to do. It's so exciting when the deal actually. I don't like to use the word deal. I'm just used to doing that in my previous when business. The when the when the transaction or when when your clients, you know, I don't know if a better word for it, but when everything works smoothly at the end, when everything is sorted. That satisfaction is so much better than the commission, honestly. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I that I obviously want to get paid, but to but just like look it's... to just know that you were such a big part of why that happened yeah. and your client thanks you profusely for it because yeah. they recognize that you really put in that effort to strategize and brainstorm what you can do to make the pieces fit together. That's so enjoyable. Yeah. It also really gets your mind working. It it does. You know, because there's so many there's so many um mindless jobs where you just kind of nail the hammer on the wall mm-hmm. and you go home your brain isn't on full blast like right. you need to challenge your brain when you're sitting there oh i'm sorry man inspection came back and like you know you're my buyer's gonna have to pay forty thousand dollars they don't want to do the deal you blah 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 you don't really want to call your seller because you know your seller is going to kind of put up an argument so you you sit in the chair and you're like okay what can i this do? is what i have this is what i'm dealing with now here are my options 
you know, and maybe you'll even ask a colleague what they think. Yeah. And then you decide, well, okay, that colleague makes sense. Does, is my client going to respond well to that? Mm-hmm. You know, and you, then you say, ah, okay, you know, I have an idea, mm-hmm. you know, so for inspection, 40K, how badly does my seller want to sell this property? Right. Are they willing to go $40,000 lower? Right. Probably not. Is the buyer willing, is the buyer really interested in buying this property? Yes. Seller wants to sell, buyer wants to buy, but 40K is 40K. So let's kind of try to come up with something. We can go half maybe. Or there are some fixes that are absolutely needed that are very big and were unexpected. Let's see if the seller can cover those. And the minor fixes, maybe the buyer won't mind dealing with. There's so many ways to go about it. So you just, a lot of the time from what I'm seeing, you just kind of have to try them Mm -hmm. and see what works. And based on the reactions you get from both parties, you just have to continue to work on it and see if the pieces fit. At the end of the day, sometimes it just wasn't meant to be and it doesn't work. But you learn so much from those. And then you can going forward you can make the right decisions and you can inform people so those things are a less likely to happen and b if they do happen you know what to do you have a plan you've experienced it before it's like this is like like no matter who coaches you bro you can have like the best coach in the world you can be coached by the number one realtor they're unless they're literally spoon feeding you deals you're you can't go through something without fucking up it's impossible yeah and that's the thing dude when i when i started i'm glad i joined that team because at the time uh ralph i was like hey this is what's going on man like a b c d is happening and then he would okay let's get on a three-way call Mm -hmm. so he would get on a three-way call with the client of mine and i'm like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing so he would do the thing i would listen to the way he would talk to a, a certain client based on their personality, based on what they're looking to accomplish and what their options are. Mm-hmm. So the way that he communicated that ABC, it, it, it helped him in a way find solutions and sort of pick your solution. Like you, you, um, you map out, I was about to say map, you out. map out what the, what options the are. end result is, okay. but you can't map that out if you don't know what you're doing. Right. So usually I always recommend this, like join a team when you're starting. Like, you're like try to have that three-way call conversation or split. I didn't. I'll tell. So I didn't join a team, and I think I'm managing okay without that. True. Or you hit, or you kind of figure it out on your own. Yeah, I think. I mean, maybe it could have helped more, but I mean, you see how I'm, I like. I go to you. I ask you questions. I go to people. Like I don't yeah. just. I don't just stubbornly <clears throat> try to learn everything on my own. I try to learn most things on my own, but like, I'll go to you know, like I said, I'll go to you or other people, and I'll just say, "What do you think of this, bro?" You know. Yeah. And that's really what it is. I mean, with three-way calls, I've definitely done them. I do that with the mortgage guy, with a mortgage broker. I'll do that with my my title company if if needed. So I'm a big fan of conference calls if they work. Be the messenger, you know. Yeah, especially if it's not in my field. So if if my client has a mortgage question, I tell them it's much much smarter for me to stay in my lane and have the mortgage broker answer these questions because this is this is his job. Yeah. This is what he's paid to do. This is what he's professional. This is what his you know expertise is and it just makes a lot more sense for that to be the case. Yeah. Let me, you know, for anything real estate related, for anything as far as the actual negotiation or putting in an offer price, I'm your guy. Yeah. F- finding the home, 
finding the right buyers for your home if you're the seller. That's my that's my forte. That's so, so true, man. You know what I mean? So people are just trying to do jobs that, that aren't theirs, I think. Because they have a fucking big ego, think right. that they can do it all. Some. Or right. others really don't know that they can outsource this sort of scenarios. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, man, it's it's interesting. You feel like in real estate, you if you've been on it for for a good amount of time, like it's a, it's all psychology. It's so crazy. It's yeah, it's really, largely it's largely psychology, bro. Like to a very large degree. Like the more the more of a the better you are at at intuition, because mm-hmm. you have. Real estate uh, realtors at a high level. Anyone who's in who's in the sales business or the, I guess you can call it the service business. But anyone who is meeting with people face to face on a daily basis <clears throat> has to be able to read somebody very quickly. It's like right? so you look at so you. I think I think I'm very confident that I am that kind of person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're that kind of person. Aaron Novello is that without a doubt that kind of person. I see by the way he responds to people. So you'll have people in the Zoom meeting, and I'll even sense it because I think I'm good with that. He'll respond to people differently based on their personality, yeah. which, is, which is so important. So you learn the whole. This is why we have you know the the whole test with being a driver, being more yeah, amicable, yeah. because if you can understand your client in that in that kind of space, you know how to approach them. Right. So if they're analytical, I'm going to, I'm, I know they're going to love those emails I'm sending out monthly. Right. You know? So it's all, yeah, it's so much about psychology. It really is. Um, it's so interesting though. Like in this <laughs> business, you, you get every different personality. And like you said, like some things might communicate effectively with some while the same message with someone with a different personality can go in one out ear out the other or might they might get the fence you know like for example a driver like there's not a lot of drivers a personality in in the world like Mm -hmm. there's a small percentage but if you meet a driver and you talk a lot or you try to sell them instead of getting getting to the point right then um you lost them right now right and then some people, like when you make calls, you think they're a driver over the phone, but in reality, that's just their reflection, or the reflex, right? That's the way that they communicate when they're uncertain about certain things. So you have to learn. It's very smart. Maybe it's defensive, so they want to come off as more of a driver to defend themselves. Yeah, that's why saying? people hate cold calling because right. everyone's like, yeah, take me out of the blah, blah, blah. Like they're mean quote unquote but they're just being defensive they don't right. know who the fuck you are right i would do the same thing right but um it's it, but like once you're able to calm that person and that's a skill bro mm-hmm. like being able to communicate that he doesn't know how you look the person that you're calling he doesn't know or she he or she doesn't know how you look it's all via your voice and how you communicate and mm-hmm. how you're able to like say hey man you know i'm just a regular dude over the phone just trying to help out Right, if you can convey that, you know, they'll say like, "How'd you get my number?" Right, so I'll say, "I have a lead list. This is what I do for a living." This is what I say. I say, "I have a lead list. It has your contact info, and this is part of my business." So, just like you, there are numerous other people that I call every day, and yeah, just shoot, honestly, shoot I, my the primary response, the general response I get is, "I respect that you're doing what you got to do." 
Yeah. And they're like, and sometimes if they want me off, they want me to take them off, they say, well, I'm not interested in selling. I would appreciate if you take me off, but I, I you know, do what you got to do. And I say, no problem. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, man. So that's, it's, it's, it's a skill that you learn over time, I would say, because it's a skill of learning how to talk to people. You know, like one book that really. Bro, but some people, they really don't have it. Like. Do you? I honestly believe that some people just aren't cut out for it because, or they the don't. Level, I wouldn't say that they're cut. They aren't cut out for it, but they're not letting themselves. I mean, I think there are some be, people that are so not the kind of people that make a good realtor. Not sitting here saying that it's the most difficult thing in the world. No, but it's. Some people have to put in so much effort just to be able to go and meet somebody and shake hands with them. There are very, very awkward and shy people when it comes to be, to socializing. Yeah. There are people that are very, very, very strong introverts. There are successful introverts in real estate, I have no doubt about it. But there are people that they're not going to look you in the eye when they talk to you. They're not going to shake your hand firmly. Yeah. They're not going to dress the part. They're not going to speak the part. They're going to mumble. They're going to stutter. They're going to slur their words. Yeah. They're not going to... I mean, there's just so many of those little things that add up that they're not doing that they, they probably have a fear to do. So before that, you can even get to practicing skills and scripts and all those things, they have all those hurdles to, over, to right. overcome. So for someone that doesn't have to overcome all of those social hurdles, they can right away focus on perfecting how they communicate. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah, I do. for a lot of people, they don't have that, right? They're not confident. You meet like a new realtor, right? There are some realtors who, and I can say this very proudly, I didn't have the skills, but I had the confidence, right? right. I came in knowing I can do this. I just don't know how to yet. Right. But then you have people that are like, I don't know what I'm doing and I don't and I'm afraid that I don't know what I'm doing it's like well sure. it's scary but uh welcome to the world man yeah. you know no it comes down to mindset yeah without it really without it all else. comes down to mindset it's so interesting man very interesting and and the crazy thing is that people and this is just in general the majority of the population doesn't really aren't aware that they can really have control over their mind like isn't that mind-boggling bro yeah like i didn't i didn't understand that until i was in my 20s like little by little right but i don't know man it's just it's so interesting but you're a 24 year old making more than most of the american population it's uh because I don't do what the majority of the population does. But I'm saying that when you already can accept that reality, you're already so much further along than the large majority of the yeah. American population. Most of the American population makes as much in a year as many realtors make in one transaction. Okay? You make very a 40K true. commission, it's a lot of money, but it's very, 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 very normal right. for a realtor to make $40,000 in a transaction so it's a larger deal right but i mean that's not far-fetched by a long shot dude no there are plenty of transactions that make that will make you a lot more than that so the 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 idea that as a realtor if you put in the time and you do what needs to be done you can make in one transaction what people are spending nine to five for the entire fucking year Mm -hmm. to make is nuts do you realize that? Yeah. Like, and they're they're sweating away in a cubicle, 
just doing this stupid, shitty task that they hate. But the idea of stepping out of that life mm. for something more unknown and dangerous so you could have so much more is just way, way, way too scary and out of the box for them that they'd rather. And it's fine. Yeah, it's cool. it's, it's fine if you're okay with it. That's right. the key, though. Right. If you course. are okay with it, fine and good. But if you aren't, you owe yourself that. And if they're willing to fucking pay the price the first couple of years, you know? Like, it's painful the first couple of years. Yeah. Like, it's so painful, bro. Like, so painful. <laughs> Dude, like, I used to cry. I'm like, fuck, am I doing this right? Like, I don't know, man. Like, I would just get so frustrated on myself. But then once you start realizing that, Dude, it's just like every millionaire, every person that does make good amount of money in, in business, right, or, or whatever in sales that where you have to go out and hunt for yourself, like it's all a process, and it's all like like everyone starts with doing shitty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone starts with doing shitty, and they just fucking the people that don't stop are the ones that end up getting the fruits yeah what the fuck bro that is that is beautiful it's a beautiful concept it dude is, it is that's beautiful it's i love that the world works that way I'm, I'm that's like also a big mind switch to have yeah appreciating that it's a good thing that the that that nature works in the way it does right whether you're god believing or not that you don't just get things like you need to put in a, an enormous amount of time and, and and learn the skill and practice things in order to achieve those things and 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 be able to pick from the high from the from the high hanging fruit yeah and it's um and i think it's the person who you become in the process um that really is is the most satisfying thing i would say more mm -hmm. than making money right because like you know, I always thought like starting, I was like, whoa, like if I make $100,000 in my 20s, I'll be fucking G, mm -hmm. right? But then you get there and you're like, okay. Like, right. and then you surpass that goal. It's really not about the goal, man. It's it's about the person you become and the, the systems that you work around your business. Like, how do you do this, this and that, um, that really make you the person who keeps getting to that higher level you know mm -hmm. it's like celebrating the small wins right yeah like you still you, you continue to see small achievements that you can kind of piece together yeah and then build off of those achievements yeah so you can you know just keep putting those those building blocks yeah on top of each A other exactly and like then you get to look back and see that you started from this tiny little sandcastle and now you've built a humongous shopping mall or, right. or kingdom however whatever you'd like I'll, to call I'll it i'll tell you this man when i was in uh when i was with lee and ralph and the team mm -hmm. like uh, like the leads that we used to get or or search for the average price range was like two hundred thousand, right and um you know obviously you have to play pay 50 50 split plus you know keller williams until you cap um and that those two years that i was with them like my average commission check was either like a thousand five hundred to two thousand dollars, two thousand or I'm sorry, three thousand dollars max. Like I never went over that. So in order to make decent income, like make seventy k, eighty k, whatever, 
like you had to grind bro like you mm -hmm. had to like sell a good amount more more homes than the majority of the normal agents that are by themselves or you know mm -hmm. aren't aren't in the team <clears throat> but you build that muscle you know like you build that muscle of like how does how does a high producing agent in numbers not in income mm -hmm. but in numbers mm -hmm. actually work like how do you handle so many clients but you're not getting paid for it it's like going to school like or or being i i um you know i i wouldn't say it, it correlates but like going to medical school where you are a resident where you're getting paid shit money 60k you're an intern essentially huh you're an intern you're yeah. you're a low paid intern where you're getting paid 60k <clears throat> 50k but you're working like 14 hours a day 12 11 hours a day mm -hmm. and you're getting paid for seven hours or whatever without a doubt but without that you're not going to be able to if you once you leave a team you know the skills like mm -hmm. you know how to be able to like you have the gear like you're ready to hunt you know what to do you know how to solve problems like when i took the step out of of leaving the team um like the first two months, I would say it was uh, like I made with the team. I think I made like 75K. Then I left. And then during that, like my income went down because I was getting leads from mm -hmm. from the team. And then I was like, shit, like most of the business that I was getting was from referrals from websites or whatever. Um, so I had to go back to calling, cold calling, which I also did in the team, but I didn't do it at a high level. I found out that my skills got better, got more appointments, was able to build a track record of, of, of just making calls from expires for sale by owners, build a track record in closings and be, be able to apply for these same referral websites that, or I wouldn't say same by some, um, some, some that are pretty similar where you just are able to build a track record when you have a track record these referral programs start sending you leads and that's when i really shot up um because i was able to get consistent leads and i was able to master the skill of cold it's also another thing you mentioned because <clears throat> you get referrals for a certain amount of closes you get the world rewards you based on your accomplishments so record. like yeah track record credibility mm -hmm. credentials the more accomplished you are the more accomplished you become so long as you still want to so long as you don't just stop mm -hmm. but if you want more Mm -hmm. more doors open as you put in more work because yeah. people also recognize that, wow, this person's working. Mm -hmm. So if you're a realtor and you are, <clears throat> and you are working with a lot of clients and you are getting them what they want and they are happy, yeah. people are going to notice that yeah. and you will get more clients and more and more and more because people say, this, is, this person takes their business seriously. 100%. They enjoy what they do. I want to be a part of that. I want to help them become more successful, right? right. Well, they're not going to go to somebody who isn't doing it, you right. know? So people people notice, like people definitely notice. That's without, there's no doubt yeah. about it. And especially with these types of companies, like you have to keep a certain uh, star review or, or a certain mm -hmm. track record in order to stay in those uh, programs. It's a win-win though. It's a win-win because you, you, you are able to access that, that pool that isn't available to everybody. But it also keeps you working harder to be able to, yeah, to to allow your you know to be part of that. 
Yeah, I would say, and I wouldn't say working harder, <clears throat> but uh, uh, working smarter in terms of building a systematic approach for that specific stream of business. Mm -hmm. And then little by little, you sort of uh, create a system for other streams of income that a doubt or, or business, I should say. I, I definitely not, not related to this, but as far as realtors go, because we talked about medicine and you were like not comparing it. Aaron also says how, as a realtor, people don't, a lot of realtors don't understand that there are many realtors, I wouldn't say many, but they're definitely a, a nice amount that make more than doctors do. They make oh, more 100%. than, they make more than pretty much any a, field does. There's a couple so, guys in our, in our field, in our office that make way more than that. You have the potential to make more yeah. than almost any other industry. So long as you put in the, you do what needs to be done. With that said, I find that becoming a realtor is too easy. There's too much. Dude, all you need is a, a fucking. Post. That's not. That's but that. I don't think it should be that way, because you have too many people that like. I guess it doesn't matter at the end of the day because most yeah. of them are just gonna fall out. But yeah, it, it's something that is is very easy to get into and much harder to to actually succeed at. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, why do you think it's so easy for people to get into it? Because it also makes it it when it, because it's so easy to get into, it gives people the impression that it's an easy thing to do. Uh, I would say, I mean, the majority of these types of licenses, like a contractor's license, I wouldn't say that it's that easy, but it's pretty easy as long as you read a book and you memorize your shit and you take a test and you get it. No. But all these licenses, I, I feel like they're pretty easy to get right i don't know i guess i imagine i mean I'm, a mortgage i imagine a mortgage uh, it's test a is little bit harder, harder but it's, as long the as texas you know. exam is supposedly the hardest realtor exam but mm -hmm. still with that said though because you have such a, a high rate of of dropouts in real estate in sales in general but with with realtors so many of them don't stick around if they mm -hmm. made it harder to pass the exam or they just made it more difficult to get in you probably wouldn't have as as few i think it's just capitalism bro and the reason why i bring that up is because whoever adds the more value the market's going to hire you and the people that are not then my point is why do certain other fields meaning medicine i completely understand oh, you can't okay. but meaning some other fields make it a lot more difficult to get in right so that yeah. automatically gives off the impression that well, medicine, clearly, you need to be very selective in who handles, who, who is in the medical field, right? Yeah. So, as a realtor, you want, somebody's making the biggest purchase of their life, potentially. People who are helping them with that transaction need to be doing the right thing. Right. So, I mean, the fact that you can just go and take an exam and you're done, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. Mind-boggling, isn't it? Because you're making 3% on potentially, I mean, there's no... There's no ceiling to that, right? If you're making 3% of a $15 million property, you have to know what you're doing. I mean, generally, you don't really get in front of those clients until until you do. Unless you, you're well, you know, unless you have, con if unless you don't you have go, connections and you're well, uh, if unless you're just Unless you a, go swing clubs at the country club. Yeah, right? It's not a bad idea. <laughs> no, but ultimately, dude, like, you know, there's a, there's a matter of being in the right place at the right time, but you still sure. have to know what you're doing, so. A hundred percent. I don't know, man. I really, I, I, I wouldn't. There are people that fail the exam, though, many times. Yeah. So, like, for me, I failed it once by three points. And honestly, I, I think 
in a different if i was in a different circumstance i would have but uh either way it happens the next time i took it i definitely aced it i think you don't get the grade when you pass but yeah, i knew it i knew it like the back of my hand the next time it was not a hard exam i mean no. it's and it's crazy too because they teach you shit that you're really not gonna use yeah 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 a lot of rules and regulations which are important, but it tends to be a lot of it the title company, for instance. I mean, I, I would say it's I would say it doesn't hurt to know it, but like Right. You know. But you have a professional that knows it on your side mm-hmm. where you can call up. But um I don't know, man. It's it's very interesting. I think in Canada, like it's it's a lot more like a standard of, of being a doctor or someone in that caliber to be a realtor over there <clears throat> like you actually have to go to school and uh they take you way more seriously over there interesting yeah it's just a miracle baby yeah well i guess it if it works it works but anyhow joshua benitez thank yes, you sir, sir for coming on to this episode Dude, i hope you enjoyed pleasure man I'm thanks glad. for having me over my pleasure broski guys i hope you got a lot of value from it it was a very lax episode it was really a truly a soothing semantics kind of episode we're both very relaxed i hope hope you didn't fall asleep during the episode <laughs> i we were both like very just like vibing out yeah i loved it i got a lot of value from it because i, I enjoy real estate and i enjoy the business that i'm in so this was very entertaining and interesting for me. Hope yeah. you guys enjoyed it. Share it with your friends. Of course, subscribe. Also, subscribe. hit the bell. It's important that you hit the bell by the subscription button so you get the notifications, you get the videos as they come. I hope you guys enjoyed. As you know, every Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern, we have new episodes, and I look forward to seeing you next time. Holla.